Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Welcome to the Exion Theatre Podcast. Pursued by a... Hang on. Why does it say cub on here? Oh, I see. Um, apparently everyone's gone to Edinburgh for August. Uh, yep, yep, half the team has gone here, so I guess you won't be getting one long episode this month. Instead, you'll get loads of little mini-episodes. At least every other day, we'll talk to performers at the Fringe, hear stories from Fringe first-timers, and listen in to some shows. You can tune in while you're rushing between venues, or simply while glad to have escaped the Edinburgh madness. It will be like a theatrical advent calendar, only, only in summer and without the chocolate. Oh, shush. <coughs> to kick things off, we talk to Lee Drage and Maisie Greenwood, the cast of Isley Lynn's new show, Tether. Hi, my name is Lee, and I'm playing Mark in Tether. Hello, my name is Maisie, and I'm playing Becky. Tether is about, uh, essentially, a blind marathon runner and her sighted guide. My character, Mark, uh, is a failed Olympian. He didn't make it through to the Olympics of 2012. So he's kind of... Pretty sore about it. So, well, he, he goes into a depression. It's been more than sore. It helps Mark out of this this pit he's found himself in. Becky's incredibly ha- willful and determined, and she doesn't take any shit. Um, so yeah, she's gonna she's gonna run. She's gonna run as fast as she possibly can. Um, it's quite a grievance to her that she needs someone else to do have to do that. Um, because she's yeah pretty ferociously independent and unfortunately exists in a world where that's not always where it's pretty much always not possible. Yeah, they both have alpha qualities. Mm. So at first they're at loggerheads, and it's about their relationship. Here, you take one end with your left hand. I like to be on the left, and I take the other, and we run like a three-legged race with your hands. <laughs> bit easier then. <laughs> you say that now. Any questions? Uh, we're just going to run? You wanted to line dance. Bethany Pitts, our director, she described it as their relationship as sort of a platonic, it was like a platonic love story. Yeah. So it's, um, it's these they, two... Well, they have to come together to yeah, make it Yeah, they have work. to come together. We're both attached to a bungee to kind of give... To give us the resistance. Yeah, we've got like these weight lift, weightlifter belts, sort of, with like, and we're kind of clamped in, and then this sort of and vicious like looking weights, and and yeah, it's good because it means we're not just running on the spot. I think it's it becomes almost a character. Yeah, in itself, and that it kind of, it's an underlying thing, and you you forget about it in the same mm. way in a, a film 
but in a film how music underpins a scene mm. and it becomes part of the whole uh, scene that uh, it, it informs the whole so with this the scene's going on but we're running the whole time and I guess you don't really realise until we kind of stop and people go oh they've been running can we count from five? yeah sure great thanks I wasn't confident in five, four, three, two, one turn good that one was good interrupt me that's good can't be polite about yeah, it yeah five, four, three, two, one turn <laughs> bit out that time once we're in sync, stride, speed, breathing, everything, it should be like you're not even there. Which, if there was any justice, you wouldn't be. We've actually done a few um, blind tethered runs. blind runs around parks. Where I've been blindfolded. Around Deptford and Broccoli, around um, South East London. And it's, yeah, that's been, obviously, I think probably one of the most useful things. Yeah, really good. Um, we've done, it's a whole different experience, running blind, obviously. Yeah. And, um, but then I think for you as well, having to be someone else's eyes you don't think about how many things that person needs to know about mm. um, everything that you take for granted obviously as a sighted person you know like you can adjust and you don't have to uh, if you're with another sighted person you can both see go oh watch out but then when you're with a sighted per- um, you know visually impaired person and you're and you're uh, tethered together yeah there needs to be clear instruction and there needs to be you know uh, direction or what kind of floor something is or the gradient of a hill all these sorts of things that you adjust to naturally if you can see them but if you can't you need to you need to know exactly and t11 which means total lack of any sight or light perception can't see shapes or anything pretty straightforward and i have to run with a guide being in that category I'd run alone if I could, but I can't. Straight, straight. They won't let you, which I think is discrimination. But you can't cross the road. Yeah, but if someone just gets me on the track and then, like, shouts at me every so often... No, watch out. What I'm saying is, running-wise, the thing that's really being tested here, I don't need you for. No, of course not. Both Beth and Kate, our um, assistant director, both adamant on... Uh, they've both had experience of working with uh, visually impaired artists, whether they're totally blind or uh, on varying degrees of the scale. And I think they were very keen on making it accessible to visually impaired audience members. So um, we've had, a, before our preview today, we had a touch tour. So we had quite a few visually mm. impaired audience members in yeah. today. Uh, and they'd kind of, and Kate had written, like, had um, created a sort of... Uh, I guess information sheet yeah, telling exactly what we were wearing like. so that for those audience members they, they knew exactly what was going on Beth our director was really keen on having uh, someone uh, with a level of visual impairment um, because not that the, the role absolutely requires it but I think she felt it's important that they could understand more than say uh, totally visual uh, um, visual person yeah. could. Um, yeah, um, I I just I can't see out of my right eye, um, but I can I can I can see I can see pretty well like in comparison. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I I worry that it doesn't because it's it's a prosthetic eye, so I worry that it doesn't kind of follow movements like the other one does, and therefore if you don't know you do, you're not you can't see how much something's registered or whatever. Um, but then I think every actor has something that they're like about, and that's that's just mine. 
There it is. There it is. You're joking. There's photographers. Sound is very important. And there were actually bits, script edits that we had throughout yeah. the rehearsal process. Because we had, um, we Simon, had Webb. Simon Webb in who... He's, a, a, he's written a book. Yeah, Running, Running Blind. Blind. It's very he, good. He is blind and he's run loads of marathons. Yeah. Um, and he read the script fairly early on yeah. and kind of highlighted any ish, like things he, he wasn't sure about having not you know not being able to see it. yeah um, bits he said like it's so not clear which back to a visual to a sighted person it would be clear but it's like yeah but because there were silent moments he would like it's not clear to to myself let's do something what of. what can happen here and he was just um it was brilliant yeah, and obviously our, our writer was uh, well oh, up for yeah. it and accommodating. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's a, a play that you can both watch and just listen to. We are at the underbelly, underbelly in the, the big belly. We're at 2 p.m. every 2 day, PM. apart from the 17th. the 17th. And that was the first of our little August podcast cups. Thanks for listening. This episode was presented by Annegret Merten and produced by Tim Banner and Annegret Merten. Come back on Sunday for the next one. Until then, go to exeuntmagazine.com or follow at Theatre Magazine on Twitter to read reviews, opinions and more interviews with theatre makers. Until then, goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.